Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Bright lights, it is Angela here and kind of in recovery mode today. So it's been a very, very full three weeks traveling across the country for project meetings, traveling up to Cleveland for this conference, which was amazing but intense. Four days in a row going 8 a.m. to midnight. Yeah, takes a lot out of you. And then to come back to days of meetings and deadlines and workshops in between all of these travel, it's sort of like being at the top of a really long and twisty water slide and you know what you're in for, but you know you got to get to the bottom and you just kind of take a deep breath, close your eyes and shove off and all the way down. But I think it's important to point out something about that level of busy. Often we push it away. We have this story in our head about what we can handle. And so we end up resisting opportunities because we think it's too much and it feels scary. In fact, this conference that I went to had about a third of the usual attendees and a lot of people who I talked to who did not go gave answers like I'm just not sure or you know maybe they're gonna cancel it and what I realized is how we've all gotten into this COVID comfort zone where many people are still working from their home or if they're going into the office it's only a few days a week Maybe they're there for a shorter period of time. We've forgotten the value of true connection, not just virtual connection. And as a result, feels uncomfortable to have to dress up and get out there and be on, right? Instead, we're draining ourselves on a screen and you don't get the same payoff from the screen. You don't get the same payoff from the virtual events because what they lack, the content may be there, but the community is what's missing. And that's what I really wanted to talk about today. Saying yes to life, forming that essential community so that you can really have the career you want. It doesn't come from going, oh, wait, that's not me, or I don't know if I should raise my hand, or I'm too busy to take that on. It comes from being really generous with your time. That is why the content alone isn't enough. You've got to be engaged. You've got to be 
putting your money where your mouth is, if you will. You've got to have skin in the game and show people that the things you say you care about, you're invested in, that you're out there in the world, that you're doing something about it. Think about what you love to do. Think about the causes that light you up. Think about the issues in this world that you feel committed to making a difference around. And then instead of turning it into something bigger than you, instead of feeling that it's something for other people to take charge of, look at three ways you could get involved. Is there a local chapter you could join? Is there a volunteer opportunity you could take on? Is there even a community that you could be part of? And don't just sign up, but sign up and raise your hand. Get involved. And you would be surprised. It can feel a little intimidating to think, well, this organization's not going to value me. They're all like, you know, people who are big deals in the world. But you would be surprised at the lack of engagement. I remember very early in my career, I was working for a small firm and we kind of all would powwow together around ideas like marketing initiatives. And we had decided that it was important that we get engaged in the community and more visible. And one of the things that we had decided to do was to join this organization called Valley Forward. It's now called Arizona Forward, but it's a nonprofit that focuses on quality of life issues in the greater Phoenix metropolitan area. So, okay, we joined and I decided I might be interested in the land use committee and they were having a meeting. So I went to the meeting and I heard some really interesting things about what they were doing. And towards the end of the meeting, the man who was the chair said that his term was ending and he was rolling off of that role that they were looking for a new chair. And was anybody interested? It's so, you know, I just assumed that a bunch of people would be interested and they'd go from there because this was my very first meeting ever for this organization, let alone this committee. Well, nobody raised their hand. And he asked again, and he talked about the important work that the committee was doing and how he had other things he needed to be moving onto and he couldn't keep doing it and he'd offer all kinds of support to whoever wanted to be the chair but he really needed someone else to take this on. I looked around the room and I thought definitely was completely excited by everything this guy talked about and I think I'm gonna really enjoy being on this committee and no one's raising their hand. And if he really will take anyone, I can raise my hand. The worst they can do is say no. So I raised my hand and I said, well, I'll, I'll do it. And he said, great. And we started working together and we formed a really great relationship. He was a land use attorney in the area. And we did a lot of really amazing things on that committee because 
if I was going to raise my hand and do something, then we were going to do something. And I remember his name was Steve and saying to Steve, you know, okay, I think we've been looking at these issues and studying these issues related to land use. So we, we really should have an advocacy position on land use. And what I notice in my work as an architect, because I have to do a lot of use permits and rezoning, is that most people don't show up. They don't understand what public hearings are all about, and they're never proactive. They show up after the hearing is scheduled and things are already set in motion, but they weren't paying attention to that vacant land before. And they weren't proactively saying, what do we want it to be? What does our community need it to be? At the time, I was doing prototype gas stations. So not glamorous work, but it just so happened that you could do multiple projects at a time in multiple municipalities. And almost all of them required a pretty rigorous entitlement process. So my very unglamorous job was actually providing me some good points of view. And Steve agreed with me. He's like, yeah, you're right. So came up with this idea to write a handbook for the concerned citizen. So this was an initiative that we did over about a year. And it got people really engaged, right? Because they could see when they came to a meeting that we were going to talk about something, make some decisions, that they could contribute to something that was meaningful. And I did put more time than I ever thought I would into this. I ended up being the editor of it and the graphics layout person for it because it was a volunteer organization and didn't get done, it didn't get done. But it was so worth it to me because I got to know all of these influential people who worked in real estate and law. And some of them were architects and some of them were engineers, but they knew who I was. And I was in my mid-20s. I didn't have any special credentials at that point, but I said yes. And I listened to them and I took the information they were providing and I turned it into a book. And then the next thing we did on this committee, a couple years later after the book was done, was a competition because there was going to be bus rapid transit and light rail in Phoenix now. And we wanted to proactively look at what would happen at one of the busiest intersections. And again, it gave people a chance to be involved, to participate, to form teams, to submit ideas. And we were really taking a role and having a voice in what our city was going to look like, what it should feel like. And that led to other opportunities. I was asked to teach an urban design class at a community development corporation because they wanted their constituents of people that lived in the neighborhood who were invested in their neighborhood, who wanted better, to understand a little bit more about what good design was. And eventually, I ended up on the board of both of those organizations. So this is like a look back into my 
early career, most of this happening in my mid and late 20s while I was there in Phoenix. I can't stress enough that at that time, I didn't have the cachet of being known by anyone. I didn't have any credentials. I was in the process even of getting my license. But I was an advocate for affordable housing. I was on the City of Phoenix Housing and Neighborhoods Commission. I was part of this nonprofit organization for quality of life, and I was part of this community development corporation. And I suddenly had this great network of people who I totally was aligned with, even though they were all different ages, all different walks of life. They were a network for me. I had built a community. And if I could do that where I was in my career way back then, you can do it now because I didn't have anything special going for me at that moment. I just was willing to follow my passions, get involved with groups I was interested in, and then say yes when there were opportunities. And I've used that strategy my entire career. So I don't do things I'm not interested in. But if I'm going to do something, I'm not just going to show up to a meeting and sit there. Something's going to happen. Something's going to get produced if I'm going to go to meetings. And that can be more work for sure than if you just show up and talk about a few things. But what is the point of that, right? You're not building community. You're not working together. You're not advancing anything when you just sit there. Or worse, if you don't show up at all. I hope that by listening to this, you can truly see the value of engagement and of building a community, not just a network, and how it will help you to become known in the industry. It will help you to start to be a go-to person for others. Because when people know who you are, then as they have needs for things or opportunities arise, they think of you. So think about it. I was part of this nonprofit organization, but because of the work I was doing, the Community Development Corporation became aware of who I was. They had a need to educate their constituents. And who did they think of? The person they knew who was passionate about educating everyday people on how they could shape their communities. You know, it goes point A to point B and so on. And that is true no matter what you do. And I think I've also mentioned when I got certified in ACHA, and that was back in 2009, They invite all the new certificates to the fall meeting, which is at this conference I just attended every year. And after the lunch meeting was over, I walked up to the president and I said, what can I do? And he said, you know what? We need people to be on our education committee. And he called over the guy who was chair of the education committee at that time. And he said, Mark, meet Angela. Give her your contact information and, you know, let her know the next time you have a meeting. 
And so he did. And, you know, Mark and I have gone on to become very good friends. I got more and more engaged on that committee. And eventually, um, Mark moved on to be on the board and appointed me the chair of the committee. And after that, I got an opportunity to be on the board where I am now president after quite a few years of serving on the board. So you see how these things happen? They don't come from being specially qualified or having any kind of particular background. They come from being engaged, from asking, how can I be of service? How can I help? What can I do? And then doing it. Do something, right? And it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. It doesn't matter how sophisticated it is. It matters that you did something. And we get in our own way all of the time because we don't believe in ourselves. We think that the people who are the movers and shakers in the world are somehow smarter than we are or more talented than we are. But the truth is, they just said yes. All right, if, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, make sure you are subscribed. That way you will never miss an episode. And make sure that friends you know who would benefit from this kind of content are subscribing too. Better yet, go on over to my website, architectingpodcast.com. I have so many free goodies for you up there. A quiz you can take to understand your career roadblocks an archetyper that will help you understand your zone of genius, and a flip the script guide to get over your limiting beliefs. So it kind of walks you through a four-step program. And at the end are my golden tips for giving yourself a raise and promotion. And you can get all three of these or just one of them for free if you go to my website, architectingpodcast.com. And then afterwards, head on over to Instagram. I love to hang out there. I do weekly lives. I'm active in the stories and the posts. And I love hearing from all of you because this is a community. We're working together to form a network of people who believe in a better built environment and who know that we have to support one another and give one another opportunities. And I just wanted to share, one of our newest followers, Casa Basica, is actually from Colombia. And I reached out to her to welcome her to our Instagram community. And she said she really likes to have references and learn from other colleagues. And she's very curious to learn about other cultures. So those are the kind of people that are following Architecting Podcast on Instagram. It's not a, you know, celebrity, cheesy, free-for-all, and it's not a bunch of ads. It's really quality people that want to interact, that care about their community. So please join us. We'd love to have you. And until next time, stay inspired. Take care. Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. 
Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired. (laughs) 